Does your soul call for a life overseas? Is your mind curious about traveling abroad for professional or life-changing experiences? Or you just have a tingling sensation of experiencing the unknown? Hello world, this is Joshua Best, your host of Why We Travel, the podcast where we take a deep dive into exactly that, the motivations behind why we travel and the stories behind it. Today, you're listening to Season 2, Episode 2, Why We Grow, Rediscovering Ourselves Through Travel. Today's episode is all about reinventing and rediscovering your identity through traveling. In this exciting episode, we embark on a journey with Claire, a curious and adventurous soul working remotely as a GIS analyst who's found her passion through slow travel. Join us in this episode as we delve into the transformative power of travel its role in community building and personal growth, and Claire's inspiring advice to fellow queer people who may be too scared to travel. All right. Hi, Claire. How's it going? It's gone pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Excited to get into the conversation. So uh, first, you know, just the theme of the podcast and just kind of just set the tone. So uh, let's just, well, first give the people just like a background of just like who you are and how you would describe yourself. So my name's Claire. Um, I'm from Arkansas in the United States, and um, I'm I love travel. I wanted to travel and started traveling since I was young. Um, right now, I have a remote job, and I'm uh, just slow traveling around the world, spending two to four months in different places, exploring, meeting new people. Awesome. And then so uh, I love the fact that you know you're not only you're traveling and you have a interesting job that we'll talk about, but then. Uh, especially your experiences as a queer person, I think just like how me myself, and that's like a large reason why I, I kind of even started this or got to travel my first place. I feel like my own identity is a part, a large part of why I travel. So like, I would love to, or looking forward to diving deep into like yours as a queer person, but just on a basic note, why do you travel? Why do I travel? I travel to explore new places, to meet new mm -hmm. people. Um, you know, we, we get so used to our surroundings and what we grew up with, but the world is so much bigger than that. And so every time I go somewhere new, I just learn so much about the world and about people. And it's, it's just so invigorating. Mm. Okay. And then I see you said you, you do slow traveling. And so a lot of people, you know, um, we all travel different ways or we, you know, traveling, obviously we have to like support ourselves. So how do you make a living uh, while abroad? Yeah, so I work for a very small company based in South Carolina in the U.S. Um, so my company, it, basically, we do soil testing to design septic systems, which is always very interesting to explain when I'm in different countries. Um, but basically, my coworkers dig holes and test the soil um, and like backyards of new houses. And then all that data gets sent to me on the computer. And so I draw up designs for septic systems uh, for new houses. So it's very, okay. very niche. Yeah. And it's like, and you're, so it was like a GIS geographic information system analyst. Yep. Yeah. So my background is in that software. And so this mm. job is just a very specific use of that software. Oh, perfect. And then, so like for, for people that don't know what it is, so if I understand correctly, that's just like kind of like mapping or just kind of like using data to create uh, fancy charts and such. That, that's pretty much exactly how I explain <laughs> okay. it to people. It's just mm -hmm. using a computer to do mapping. Um, it can mm -hmm. be used in like every field out there. Yeah. And the reason I, I like that is because like, I think, I mean, even though it's still in the world of tech, I think so many people 
are like, how do I get a job abroad? Or like, they feel like you could have to do specific things. Like they have to, they have to change their job. So like, did you, uh, did you just kind of like fall into being able to work at a remote company or was it more intentional uh, for you? Uh, it was not intentional. Travel okay. has always been intentional. I love to travel, but um, basically I was not happy in my job before this. And so I was applying to every job out there. Um, mm. Anything that had the word GIS, I applied for. Uh, and this job actually, it wasn't branded as a remote job. It was branded okay. like to come to South Carolina. My boss later told me uh, as we got in the interview process that it could be remote. And then once he told me that, I was pretty much sold on the job. Oh, awesome. And then so have, because then I know a lot of people, they may have a remote job, but then at the same time, they're not necessarily able to to leave the country. But it sounds like you're fortunate enough to have like a company that's uh, pretty flexible with you. I'm extremely lucky. On my first day on the job, when we had lunch, uh, my boss told me, you know, if you want to go travel and work, that's totally fine as long as you get your work done. So he's like, he's kept that promise. And I mean, right now I'm in Italy working for a company in South Carolina. So, oh, cool. also, and then so, like, where in Italy uh, are you exactly? And just like, how are you? How are you experiencing Italy? I am in a teeny tiny town called Tisens. Mm. Uh, it's in northeastern Italy. It's actually pretty close to Austria, mm. um, and it's the culture here is very much uh, Austrian culture. So people actually speak German, not Italian, which has been um, an adjustment, but. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's uh, I'm in a small town in the mountains and I love to hike. So I, I'm pretty much in paradise right here. I mean, there's just tons of hikes and trails all around here. Oh, see, I've been to, I've been to many places, but I haven't really done Europe so much and still haven't done Italy. But you're, you're, you're selling me on it for sure. Oh, you have to go here. It's <laughs> amazing. If, if you like nature, it's beautiful. There's tons of apple orchards and vineyards and beautiful historic castles and towns it's it's gorgeous here and i imagine uh even though it's a small town the italian food's just as good as as like what you'll be able to find in <laughs> if not better oh it's right. delicious i mean i have pizza two or three times a week the pasta really? is delicious the wine oh it, it's fantastic yeah see that's that's the main reason that you get out there <laughs> <laughs> you need to seriously and then so now uh getting into so the like main reason i'm excited to talk to you is because like so just um, if you may know my background, but like, for example, I think my, like my cultural identity was like really important to me. You know, I, I was raised by immigrants and then, you know, just fell in love with like learning about other people's cultures and such like that. But then also at one point in time, I really, uh, because I was raised Jewish and then I wanted to go to Israel. Like, so I, naturally then the way we experience the world obviously then shapes like how we experience it, our interests to go. Um, the communities we connect with while we're there, so on and so forth. So again, it's just like, to me, it's like the perfect catalyst to talk about like how traveling is just, is like actually pretty deep, actually, like kind of like the more you unpack it. So just to kind of like go there with you, I was just curious, like, what's it like traveling uh, as a queer person for you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I feel like a lot of times it doesn't, I don't notice it, but it's times when I'm um, in situations where it's like, oh, I'm definitely the only queer person here, or it feels right. like I'm the only queer person here. Whereas at home, you know, I have my, my community of people. And then I, I guess I notice it a lot more. Um, and also it's just sometimes, you know, you're going to new places and I have to be kind of careful to figure out like if it's a safe place to really fully be myself and 99% of the time it is, but 
in small towns and other countries, sometimes I, I hold back a little bit. Mm. Um, overall, yeah, it's just, um, I wouldn't say it's too different overall. Okay. And then like, um, so that I, I know one of the things like that you mentioned before was that, uh, you kind of said it now is the fact that like, you know, certain places, you know, you may feel like you have to hide parts of yourself and then other places, um, you know, you've maybe been more open, uh, experience. So I guess you, do you mind talking about like certain experiences or certain places that were on both ends of that spectrum? Yeah. I mean, I guess some places that surprised me, um, last year I went to Colombia and then earlier this year I was in Mexico mm. and just from my expectations, I wasn't expecting them to be as open and welcoming as they were. Um, I was in cities in both of them, so that surely affected it, but they were just very welcoming. I had a girlfriend in Colombia and we held hands in public. We kissed in public. It's a very touchy culture. Yeah. Um, and no one looked any other way. It was just completely acceptable. Like people would say we looked cute walking down the street. Oh. <laughs> uh, similarly in Mexico, I mean, where I was living was just like a queer Mecca. I honestly had never mm. lived in a city that um, I just felt so surrounded by queer people. Um, so those were honestly just amazing experiences overall. Just felt very, very safe. Um, whereas on the other end of the spectrum, honestly, thinking about it, like the United States growing up in the <laughs> South, um, not the best place to be queer, not the most accepting. Um, it's just, and especially right now, there's just um, a ton of anti-gay, anti-trans rhetoric in the U.S. Mm. So honestly, that's the place where I feel like the least accepted by the general public, especially in like smaller towns in the South. Yeah, it's it's very ironic. I mean, like, so would you say um, that you feel like a, a weight lifted off of your soldiers sometimes when you go abroad uh, because of that? It does. Yeah, I mean, it just it feels freeing. And also it's just, you know, I'm going to new places and I can just really fully be myself uh, wherever yeah. I'm going, which, which feels nice. Yeah. And then, and then I imagine that it, that's like less motivation to come back home. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to stay out here, you know? <laughs> oh, it is. I, I love being abroad. I love going new places. Definitely. And like, and another reason I like these conversations, cause like, again, it's like, um, we all have different yet similar experiences. Cause I think like as a black person, like in, at least in our community, you hear that a lot, you know, it's just like, like you said, there's like historical and modern day, you know, oppression against like the LGBTQ community, likewise with the United States. And it's like, for me, I, it wasn't what I was thinking about when I first went, but I remember just, I, I think my first business trip i went to dubai and just the way people were interacting with me i felt more american than like black all of a sudden <laughs> and it was that's like awesome. wow and then that's what i imagine just like yeah like you know I, of course i'm not in your exact experience but it was like a weight lifted off and then um you you reminded me so i worked for a travel company and it was an older woman um you know let's say 60s uh just got a peg around there and from the south as well just like you said and yep. Um, you know, so like, fortunately, like, yeah, obviously there's still modern day things that us, uh, in our generation have to deal with, but it really put it in context. It was like the first day the program started, um, you know, we have this thing called like big talk. I was like, yeah, let's just like cut to it. Like, and she just was talking to somebody and I was a facilitator. So, you know, I'm going around and it was like tears. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then she ended up sharing wow. with the entire group that like, yeah, being raised in the South with a religious. So it's like, 
Uh, and again, it's like, I can't put myself in their shoes exactly. But then when she was saying like, it's not just, I couldn't show who I loved, but it was like, I had, I was interested in sports. I wanted to dress a certain way. I wanted to yes. do this and that. And then like, now that I'm abroad, like, you know, here, like in a different community, I feel, and then, you know, so imagine her feeling like that at like 60 years old. And then, wow. so again, that put into perspective with me, like, you know, the, you know, things um, in a queer community, you know, so it's like different experiences, but yeah, I, I imagine that's, a, a large weight, you know? I, that really resonates with me because um, I just recently, like a year ago, I cut off all my hair. I had pretty long hair my whole mm. life. Um, and so, you know, introducing myself to people I knew, family and friends, I was just, oh, wow. Oh, you look so different. Um, whereas now that I'm abroad, it's just like people see me and this is who yeah, they who know from the beginning. So it's just, it's, it's very freeing in that respect. Mm. And then so in um, Mexico, you said like, you know, it was like surprising. So that was uh, Guadalajara. Yes, I was in Guadalajara. Okay. And then and then so for because, again, like, you know, especially, you know, people all around the world are listening to this, but especially Americans, I think like whenever we see Mexico, it's like some like Pueblo with like drug cartels. Like, at least that's how they show it uh, yes. in, in the media. Yes. But like paint a picture uh, for for those that like may not know much about Mexico. Oh, Me Mexico's amazing. Let me mm -hmm. just say that from the beginning. Um, so Guadalajara is one of the biggest cities in Mexico. So uh, it's like living in a big city. Uh, the area I was in is a very trendy area. There were within maybe a 10 minute walking radius, I'd say at least 30 different cafes, like just mm -hmm. all these trendy, cute cafes filled with plants, um, lots of tree lined boulevards. And then you can get the best food there. There's street food all over. People are extraordinarily friendly. I mean, just anyone I talked to was friendly. I speak Spanish, but even so, nice. I saw people who didn't speak Spanish. Uh, and people are just still so friendly to them and helpful. And it was also just extremely easy to make friends there. And um, I got to know a lot of the people at the cafes I would go to and, and other people who would go to those cafes as well. So it's just a really great place to live. And I know like Guadalajara stood out especially, but then like, you know, would you say like Mexico overall when you were navigating it, you, you know, you felt safe and uh, open? I did, although I'd say in like smaller towns, rural areas that mm. maybe more similar to smaller towns in the U.S. where it just, it. Um, like you could still be yourself. It's just not as like extremely open as yeah. the cities. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, made a good friend there who's also queer and um, she is from a small town but then uh, moved to Guadalajara and she's told me that it's it's a lot more freeing to be in the city versus her tiny town that she grew up in. Okay so not only uh, so curious, how many countries have you been to so far? Oh man I think 14 or 15 okay, at this point. solid and then like so then and then of course within the countries that you have like cities within the countries with then also could be uh worlds apart so you know someone yes. with your background and experience having been to so many places like what advice would you give uh to people overall but especially like queer people you know as they're navigating um you know traveling I guess the big thing I would say is I feel like queer people, we, because we have been ostracized, we find communities wherever we live. And so once you have your community at home, it can be scary to leave it because you, you know, you're safe, you know, the people. And so I think I would just tell people 
that there are good people everywhere and it can be freeing to travel and just it can be scary but just try to be brave and, and get out there and travel because it is so rewarding and you'll find great people everywhere a hundred percent. And then like, you know, it's, it's like, I'm always just like, yeah, just go do it. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll be okay. Yes. Of course you can't guarantee everything will be okay, but that's part of the experience. And then, so like, um, and then, and then even just more like on, on a specific level, cause you know, some people are like, all right, so busted up the strength to go. All right, cool. I'm going to find community. Um, and I think that's something you, all the places you've been, it sounds like, you know, you've either found a romantic relationships or you found a community. Um, you know, how do you go about it? You know, is it like some people use apps, some people use, you know, maybe their hobbies or interests uh, for you? Uh, how how did you go about it? I mostly use apps. I um, <laughs> can be a shy person at first. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to just go to group and, and make new friends that way. Um, so I've used actually like dating apps, uh, yeah. Tinder and Bumble. Also Bumble BFF is a great app for just making platonic friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met my my best friend in Mexico, Pat. I met her on Bumble, like on the dating side. We met up for a date and we didn't say anything, but it just like quickly became a friendship, but a very strong friendship. Um, and I made other friends through those apps in Mexico and Colombia as well. Uh, I've also made friends in the U.S. that way. So for me, it's been very successful. Oh, I'm actually really glad you said that because I feel like dating apps get a bad rap. I admittedly... Was it? Ah, I feel like I'm dating myself now. It was probably like <laughs> eight years or so ago. I've been Australia, and I was like, ah, I'm not gonna use it. Then I downloaded it. Ah, but then you know you're abroad, like, and then it kind of like forced me. And like you said, I'm an introvert as well. Like, all right. But then once I felt like I was forced to use it, and then I think it was also about how I used it, right? I think the more authentic yeah. I was with myself and what I'm looking for or my interests are, then like that kind of you know cosmic energy that's not like what i got back um and then oh, since yeah. then like you said like so many connections around the world and like which then brings you into the, the community so yeah i'm really glad you know we get to hear more like the the positive side uh, side of the, the yeah zones. they they can be they can be good not always of course but but there are pluses and i feel like what you said about being your authentic self like that's a big one just like really putting yourself out there and like being who you are because then you're gonna attract those people who who like your kind of personality and like you. Mm. And to that point, um, you know, you said like, for example, uh, you know, you cut your hair, you know, you're, you're feeling more open. And it's like, you know, I'm sure you're always yourself, but do you feel like, you know, it, it, it took that authenticity uh, to another level? I, I do. And I feel like I've also just learned a lot more about myself because mm. I'm not nervous about, Oh, what are people from home? What do they think? Like, right. how, how will I be perceived? It's more just, I can fully just put myself out there. And I feel like each time I go to a different place, I kind of experiment with like a new version of me. And I feel like all of that together, I'm just like finding out who I am and and who I want to be as well. Then when you think about it holistically, I'm sure that that ties then into just like mental, emotional health and just like wellness, like overall. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I actually, I wasn't fully nomadic up until... Mm maybe a month ago, I, I rented a room in South Carolina. Um, and then last month moved all that stuff out. Um, but it was when I was in Mexico, I just realized I was so happy, just mentally, physically, emotionally, just probably the peak. Uh, mm. just, I had a great routine. I had great friends. Um, I was hiking almost every day. And then I just decided like, that's, that's what I want to be doing. Maybe not forever, but for right now it's, it's been pretty great. Yeah. 
see i i think i think that's it right there you know that i feel like that's like essentially the the point or the i guess the the mission or you know like uh that i've been drumming with this and then so you know I, i'm glad you got to share your story and you you know you got to you know highlight that right like how on that d- deeper side of it it really does it does so much for us like overall like you know when you I don't want to say do it the right way, but, you know, there's there's traveling just to kind of like see a place then leave, you know, but then there's also like really experiencing yourself, the people and 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 more while being abroad as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love just kind of getting to know a place, getting to know people. That's that's what travel really is to me. Okay. And then so on the final question is just like what we like to ask is what has been your most rewarding travel experience? My most rewarding travel experience. I would have to say um, this is a a kind of long travel experience, but when I was Mm. living in Mexico, I uh, developed a routine of hiking um, outside of the city in a place called La Barranca, which Mm. is um, this giant canyon. Uh, And so I would, I started doing it just like once on a weekend. And then by the end, I was doing it three or four times in the morning before work. Um, And I think it was just really special because I got to know the people and I got mm. to know the place. I got to know the dogs and cats there. So it was like a five mile round trip hike going straight down and then straight back up um, on this pretty intense hike. And there were a lot of people who did this hike every day. And I mean, it is a hard hike and just wow. getting to know the people there. And I mean, there were men in their seventies running up this thing wow. there. Everyone did this, even though it's like pretty intense. Um, and there were a couple of women that just by the end, they were, they were friends. And I just think developing those relationships and then the relationship with that place was extremely meaningful to me. Well, you certainly added a bucket list item, uh, for me, yes. you know, I had heard about it, but now, now, now <laughs> it's a, it's a must do. You have to go there. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Claire. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll connect again soon. And then for for those that may want to reach out to you, learn more about your experience, want to get uh, advice or follow up on anything that you said, is there any way they could reach out to you? Yeah, the, the best way would be Instagram. I'm quite active on Instagram. Um, I'm Claire underscore smiley face, and that's written out smiley face. So I'd love to get in touch with anyone who, who'd like to chat. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, that's all for today. Thank you very much again. Take care. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Love this episode? Then do us a solid and please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, you can help us unpack why we travel by sharing your story on why you travel. By going over to our Instagram page, Why We Travel Official, click the appropriate link, and then that way you could be either a guest on our podcast We'll share your story on our social media. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. And please stay tuned in for our next episode of Why We Traveled.